I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is a pre-recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you so much for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about the COVID crisis, the pandemic that we are experiencing, and how it is affecting our community when it comes to mental health. With me today, Christy Jones. She's a senior consultant for mental well-being for Intermountain Healthcare. Kim Myers, who is a suicide prevention coordinator for the Utah Department of Human Services. And Rachel Lusinski, who's the business operations manager for Uni Crisis Services and Safe UT. Let's start out and just talk about what we are seeing in our community. And maybe, Kim, maybe I could get you to start off on this and talk about with the pandemic underway, creating a whole lot of stress for every single one of us. What exactly are you seeing right now? The biggest theme that we're seeing across communities, across provider groups, across families, schools is is really resilience and adaptability. So people are responding in really incredible ways. That said, you know, the name of the game here is disruption. Our lives have been disrupted in really meaningful, big ways. And so there's definitely extra stress, anxiety, maybe some depression, some feelings of disconnection going on. So, you know, we're seeing, I think, some of the best of people. And there are a lot of us who, you know, are having a really hard time managing our emotions around around what's going on. Right. Rachel, what are you seeing with your crisis services? We are seeing definitely a a steady increase in utilization and people reaching out for help and support. Um, So we're seeing conversations happening around a lot of what Kim's mentioned, just the ever-changing landscape with um, COVID-19 and the strain that it's putting on people with the the new life um, experiences that we're having to navigate. So our our crisis counselors are hearing conversations about folks um, trying to balance wearing multiple hats, either working remotely for the first time, um, maybe trying to homeschool their children for the first time, um, while also worrying about loved ones and financial and economic impacts. 
So there's a lot of anxiety and uncertainty right now um, that our crisis counselors are helping folks get through and um, certainly feelings of isolation as well. So I, I think it's encouraging that people are reaching out and asking for help. And we're also hearing that people just didn't know about these services and have um, also never tried calling a crisis line or a suicide prevention hotline before. So I think it's also important for folks to know that you, whoever whoever you are, um, you define what a crisis means to you. So if it's feeling like you're overwhelmed, you're uncertain, you're anxious, um, and you're just not quite sure what to do or who to turn for for help, um, it's important to know that people are here 24-7, available to provide that support and work through those feelings. All right. Christy, what are you experiencing at Intermountain Healthcare? Maria, at Intermountain Healthcare, we are noticing in our emergency departments and our behavioral health access centers that we're actually seeing fewer people coming in in an emotional or behavioral health crisis. And we're not sure if um, the COVID situation is making it so that people are afraid to come into the emergency department or the behavioral health access center. But we would really like the community to know that if they are in a serious crisis where they feel like they need immediate hands-on care, that our emergency departments, our behavioral health access centers are up and running and they are available to help anyone in crisis. And we have some really strong screening guidelines going on to make sure that people who do come into the facility can be treated and and screened and be safe uh, when they do come into the facility. Right. All of us, uh, whether we are having mental health problems or not, are feeling uncertain, unstable, insecure. Uh, The earthquake didn't help us out much either. But let's, let's talk about what's normal in this kind of situation and what's not normal. And, and maybe, Kim, kind of help people navigate their own mental health here. What, what are the normal things we should be experiencing? And then when do we reach that point where it's not normal and we need help? I think that's really important. I think it is a very normal, typical, appropriate response to this level of disruption and uh, this sort of COVID pandemic that we're dealing with to feel heightened stress, heightened anxiety, uh, you know, loss of a sense of control, you know. So if we're feeling like, um, you know, we don't know how to control what's going to happen tomorrow or we don't know what the next sort of thing is going to be, and that's totally appropriate. And and so what we need to really do is is bolster up our own abilities to and our skills to manage that. So uh, there's a lot people can do at home um, with their families to, you know, do mindful breathing exercises or to focus on the things that we can control within our home or these other pieces. But when we start having sort of symptoms of where we can't function in doing our daily tasks, carrying out what we need to be doing, whether that's getting through the workday, getting out of bed, being able to sleep, all of these sort of things that are really important to setting sort of routines so we can deal with what's going on. When we can't do those basic things and carry out our daily responsibilities, uh, we really encourage everyone to reach out for support. If we see others in that space, that we reach out to support them and and know that, yes, there is, uh, you know, this crisis going on, but mental health services are open and available, as Christy and Rachel 
uh, have mentioned. Right. Rachel, when is it a crisis? When should somebody reach out to a crisis line? Great question. Um, again, I really think it, it depends on the individual. To Kim's point, it's, it's when, you're, when you're feeling like you're getting closer to struggling with those daily tasks, when it's feeling like your emotions are just too overwhelming, um, your thoughts might be racing, you just don't know what to do. Really, if, if you feel like you can't cope with your emotions and manage them effectively, potentially without lashing out at people or struggling getting through the day or just feeling this impending sense of doom or worry, I mean, those are all signs that it's okay to start reaching out and asking for help and talking through those with someone because really it is, it's totally normal and valid to have a lot of different emotions right now, whether it's fear, stress, anxiety, anger. It's making sure you recognize how long those are lasting for, how intensely you're feeling those emotions and what that's causing an effect on in other areas of your life. And if you're not sure if you should call, it's important to know that we do also have a warm line available. That's open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. And that's staffed by certified peer support specialists. So if you feel like what you're experiencing isn't exactly to the point of a crisis, but you really need someone to talk to and get support, that's a great resource as well where you can talk to folks who um, are are really professionally trained at at helping people develop a sense of hope and experiencing encouragement and engagement through difficult times. All right, Rachel, you better Um, give us that line before... Yeah, before I forget. So it's um, it's 801-587-1055. And again, 801-587-1055. All right, Christy, with all of us being so socially isolated, uh, it makes me worry that people think their problem might not be a big enough deal to come in and get help or call and get help. What would you tell those people? I think Kim and Rachel have done such a wonderful job addressing this, and I really feel like an overarching theme is a change from your norm that is longstanding. And really, you matter. For me, it's so important that every single person feels that they matter and they are so important. And just because we're dealing with this uh, pandemic crisis does not mean that your mental health and your safety is not highly important. So I would say to anyone who might be struggling or feeling that they can't do those daily tasks that uh, Kim talked about, that they their anxiety is just so much different or their um, inability to, to function, call the, the warm hotline that Rachel told us about. Use the Safety Tea app. If you feel like you're in imminent danger, go into the emergency department or a behavioral health access center, but just know that you matter, whether you have COVID-19 or not, you matter and you are important. All right, we need to take a break. The number to call if you are struggling, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. Also, the Safe UT app is a great resource, especially for adolescents. We'll be right back on Healthy Mind Matters.